Welcome to Level Up Radio, presented by Coach Now. I'm Spencer Dennis, and on today's show, we feature Peyton Hughes of Gymnazo. If you're a fan of the show, you're going to remember my former interview with Peyton's husband, Michael. Together, they run one of the most successful brick-and-mortar gyms that you're ever going to see, um, and it's in a small town, and they're absolutely killing it. But today, because Peyton is the CEO, the head of operations, head of marketing, and runs pretty much all of the business entities over there, uh, we're going to dive into something they recently launched, which is a certification program for movement coaches. Now, I'm really excited because I've known them for a long time, and I encourage them to create some sort of online classes, courses, and certifications, but specifically for the coaching audience. Because I knew that anybody that's going to be listening to this or paying attention to anything that we do at Coach Now needs to understand not only how to launch uh, new products, run their business effectively, but honestly needs to know about what they're doing because we're all technical movement coaches. Anybody that's a part of Coach Now needs to understand how to improve uh, their athlete's movement. So while we don't necessarily dive into that on uh, today's conversation, it is something you can check out at the end. But again, if you're looking to level up your business, so to speak, create a new product, uh, maybe even something more online that's an evergreen type of thing where someone can consume it, whether you're participating or not. This is a conversation you're going to really want to pay attention to. Payton is an absolute beast, and I mean that in the most sincere way because she is a grinder. She figures things out from start to finish and hustles until they are absolutely awesome. So with that, we're going to jump right into the conversation I hope that you get as much out of it as I did. Uh, you'll notice that she's fired up. I'm fired up by the end for sure. And uh, I hope that you enjoy. So let's get into it. All right, cool. We're going. So Peyton, thank you so much for joining us here. Uh, really appreciate it. And I'm, I'm super, super excited to talk to, you guys, uh, talk to you specifically about what you've been working on. Yeah, I'm excited to connect with you too. We love your community. Uh, thank you. Uh, so let, let's start off first, like I usually do, because uh, I think it's really important for all of us in order to get to know you, is what is a day in the life like for you? And I know that's likely changing <laughs> a lot, but I think yes. maybe yesterday or today is not a great example because it's still early in the morning, but what's a typical day for you? Oh no, today started at 2 a.m. Okay, so, so maybe we can start I... there. Yeah, we could start there. I have a seven-month-old and a three-year-old, and uh, this time of year, we're getting hit with flus and colds, and so I'm up all hours of the mm. night, and uh, and so this morning started quite early, and then uh, I'm a, I juggle lots of hats. I'm sure your listeners connect with that. Uh-huh. Just there's so many roles that go into being an entrepreneur and, and being a wife and a mom, and so I go full mom mode in the morning until about... Uh, 8.30 and then I have a nanny come over and then I cruise into the office and work and fast and furiously and uh, until around three and then I get uh, designed the life that I want, which means I get to go home and hang with the kiddos for three or four hours before dinner and get to go to the park or on a walk or go to the beach. And so it's pretty awesome. And then I, Michael comes home, we have dinner as a family and and then the kids go to bed, which is taking longer and longer as my three-year-old's realizing she can go to the bathroom a third time oh, sure. in the night. And and it's just enough for you to not want, like, what are you going to tell her? No, sit there and pee in your bed so she gets up. And, and anyways, then we rally again uh, for a few more hours because we're launching this new business. And so um, as much as we're working to keep the current business running, we're also um, inspired and working in the evenings to make the next one happen. Absolutely. And so just to give everybody some context uh, about the other business or the businesses, I spoke mm-hmm. to Peyton's husband, Michael, who's been a, a good friend of mine, and Peyton's been a good friend of mine for a long time, too, uh, a few episodes ago now. You can look for that. It's a, a very detailed episode on building a training facility and what that's like and hiring people and just building that business up. Um, and Michael is very much on the ground doing the training and Peyton is very much running the business day to day, marketing, growing. And so when we talk about other business, they've been in the process of launching a new product. And I wanted to have a follow up call for this because I think as coaches, as business owners, 
you want multiple streams of income if you can pull it off mm -hmm. and you don't want to rely solely on uh in the training business especially kind of boots on the ground to have to be there in order to make your money because you get sick the the building mm -hmm. catches on fire i mean there's all sorts of stuff that can go wrong right um so you want to create as many streams as you can and you guys have been hustling hustling to do that so maybe walk us through your role in the day-to-day -day side of things kind of what you're doing the challenges yeah. that maybe are there and then also maybe piggyback a little bit off what i said on what why you guys got interested instead of opening more facilities to go mm -hmm. a different route because um, a lot sure. of people are opening more facilities because they think that's the way to go so yeah Okay, so first part is more of like what I, my role is in the organization, what I kind of wear. Yeah, so what you're I'm running a of. very successful training facility, um, and it's been growing, growing, growing. So what is that like, yeah. and then what led you to doing another thing yeah. on top of that? Sure. So my role right now, so I my background, previous life was a small business consultant. So anybody doing half a million to eight million a year. I could come in, cruise in and go, hey, look, 80% of business is the same. 20% is differentiated to your market, but I can come in there and help you implement systems, processes, um, routines, just so that you're not just constantly doing what all of us do, which is put out fires, that you're actually proactively paying attention to the key segments of your business so that you reduce the fires. And so it's sort of like how injury prevention is to fitness my little routines are to the business management. And so uh, that's what I do. So my passion is I, basically I oversee all the finance. So where's the cash flow? Where's the money? What's going on? Are we hitting our projections? Are we managing expenses? And then I also run, I'm the queen of marketing, if you will. And so just now we've, in this last uh, week, we've doubled all of our accounts and we're managing multiple Facebook groups and we're doing all these different things and, and launching a whole new business is heavy, heavy, heavy on marketing because you're building trust with strangers. So that's really what I do. And then I just am a manager of our team. And so I oversee the customer service manager and I oversee the coach manager and they have, we've, I've delegated a significant amount of my previous role to them so that I could be Great. freed up to focus here. So all right. So now that's we know we know the day to day and yeah. that's a big enough job as it is. And then yes. you as entrepreneurs, you and Michael, right, are grinding yeah. and thinking about ways to grow your business. And you're, you have because we had this conversation a long time ago. It's do we open more facilities yes. or do we do something yes. else? And I strongly yeah. encourage you to do the something else on top of yes, your already you leanings. <laughs> and I'm stoked to see that it came together. Yeah, you were one of the voices of truth that we paid attention to. And um, I remember we had had lunch with you. We had had lunch with another friend. And then we had a business mentor. So I'm always a huge fan of like coaches need coaches. Entrepreneurs yeah. need coaches. Athletes need coaches. Like you, if you want to grow, you need somebody to be mentoring you. And at the time, we had a good business co um, coach. And he had said, you know, if you guys are serious about growing Gymnazo and like your methodology, your business model, because we're doing just some incredible, when we benchmark our business against the industry, it's nuts. Yeah. And we're doing it in a super small town. So we're like, gosh, we should pay attention to this. We're doing something right here. And other people want this formula of success. What do we do? And he said, if you guys are serious about it, your marriage is going to be on the, on the line. Mm. I don't, he's like, Quite honestly, I don't know any married couple that can pump out new location after new location, especially with little children, especially juggling all the things you guys juggle and like be happy through it. Yeah. And maybe he's wrong. And I am sure there's examples of people that have crushed it and are excellent role models, but it was sobering to consider. And so well, the amount of travel, uh, right? Because Yeah. In this in this example, you're on top of each other, which has yeah, its pros and cons. <laughs> but then the travel, right, separating the yeah. family and all that can it, yeah. it beat you up. Yeah, for sure. And it's just something to consider. And um, to to me, it was also just looking at you know how much capital are we going to have to invest into each location? What's the time frame? If someone's sick at location three, what does that mean to location one? Mm -hmm. Are we growing in our within a a radius of 30 miles? Or are we going hundreds of miles away? And just, it started to get, when we started to really consider the business model, it started to get a little overwhelming. Um, and the, and our consultant also said, look, there's two kinds of people. 
when it comes to running a business. There's the entrepreneurs and there's the managers. So like a good manager, there's a lot more out there than there are good entrepreneurs. A good manager comes into an established system and improves it, runs it, and owns it. That's easier to find an entrepreneur that can show up knowing nobody in a brand new town, build tons of strategic partnerships, and doesn't get phased by the two people that show up when he was hoping for 50 or 40 or whatever. And so we realized like that's Michael and Peyton. That literally means we're leaving San Luis Obispo, which if you've ever been here is the most glorious place in the world. And so we didn't want to leave. So we started to think about it. Also, future-proofing the business was a huge goal of mine. Mm. Um, You know, like how many months, like let's just say in California, for example, there's tons of fires. Let's just say like that the place burned down. Like let's just run that scenario. How many months do we have cash flow capabilities to come back? And we were looking at it going even in our business model with really good profit, with seven figures a year. We're looking at like three to four months. Right. That's not good. That doesn't feel comfortable. That's super scary. So, you know, we started to say, like, we need to start differentiating and see what else is out there. And so you were one of the voices that said, look, you guys can do it. Here's how I'd recommend doing it. Yeah. And I'm I'm really excited that you that you heard a bit of what, what I was saying and what your core niche is in the sense that and I want everyone. The reason I'm really diving into this, because anybody listening you have opportunities to create other products, right? Or other offerings. It doesn't have to be as expansive as the one we're going to dive into now, but really understanding your skill set, what your niche is. And also in in your world, maybe not over niching, meaning like you guys Mm -hmm. are fitness professionals, um, but more so your movement professionals is how I've always Mm -hmm. seen it, right? Quality of movement. And in any sport, we need better movement. We need better foundational uh, elements, right? To improve on our sport, our activity, our health. And so that was the thing I really sold you guys on, like pushed you hard. Is like there's a big audience out there for better movement in general. Um, yeah. So let, let's talk about your belief in that, right? Because I know yeah. Michael's on the ground, but obviously you're an expert as well. So let's talk about quality of movement and and why you did go in that direction as far as the the overall kind of training and certification that you guys put together. Well, to be honest, it was because every time we, we have a goal that anytime we leave San Luis Obispo, that we are doing a different style of workout anywhere we go, wherever we travel, let's just make it a game. Let's go somewhere new. And it's so depressing. Um, I hate to, to be so negative, but just the lack of quality in fitness standards is sad. And it's, and, um, People don't know what they're missing because they don't see it. And so we've started to realize, gosh, from a movement perspective, just the sagittal plane dominant movements that are out there in fitness Mm -hmm. or just the haphazard training uh, strategies. So I love the quote, randomized training produced randomized results. And that's Mm -hmm. true. Mm -hmm. There's no overarching strategy. There's no balance. There's no full body. There's no, uh, you know, working your whole body the way you want it to perform, whether it's on the field, on the court, uh, even for us, it's in, you know, day-to-day life. Sure different, you know, there's a whole range of what people's goals are, but people aren't getting that. They're getting burpees, they're getting pull-ups, they're getting sit-ups. And none of those are inherently bad themselves, but ad nauseum, are we really training the athlete to perform the way that your body's going to demand for them to perform when they're in the heat of the game or they're in competition mode? And we all know if you don't, you got to, when you're in a competitive space, you go, you default to what comes natural, sure. right? So if you aren't practicing movement again and again and again to create this tool set of how to move without thinking about it, you're doing your body a disservice. Yeah, totally. And you're putting yourself at risk. So that's why we said, gosh, what's really missing in the fitness industry? And quite honestly, it's standards, standards of customer service, standards of how to inspire and motivate others, standards on how to move, how to think about fitness. Mm-hmm. Um, and someone wise also told us, look, most entrepreneurs are sitting on businesses right now that they haven't even thought about as a business. Mm. It's a byproduct of the service that they've been so focused on fine tuning. And for us, that byproduct was how do we create quality coaches, Yeah, like really good, not just movement professionals, but 
human beings that can look you in the eye and see more in you and inspire you to find that in yourself. Mm. That's a whole different skill set. How do and so we're realizing, gosh, we are good at pumping out quality coaches yes. that can on the fly modify, customize, and inspire people to their highest athletic potential. And there's a science to that more than an art. Too many trainers and coaches trade on their personality because they're likable and they've got good energy. Great. Good foundation. Not at all good enough to command the respect and gain the notoriety that you're worth. And so that was one. The other was our workouts. We're geeks about movement, total mm -hmm. nerds at a whole new level. There's literally a movement language that this team speaks that is hilarious. Mm. Um, and they love it. They, but they geek out. They go to certifications. They gather tools and skills, and they come back and throw it into programming and run it in front of hundreds of live test subjects right in our yes. facility. Then they know what's good, and now we realize, gosh, there's so many coaches and trainers out there that are dying for good warm-ups, dying for good cool-downs, really want to find that really cool way to blend fitness and per fitness performance with restoration and injury prevention, but they don't know how to do that. It sounds great, but like actually how do you do that? And so we've rolled out a bunch of workout programs now to help uh, trainers feel uplifted and basically have their own in-house school of geeks out there <laughs> writing workouts for them. And so those were our byproducts that we yeah. said, gosh, we could really put this out there and help a lot of people. Damn. Yeah. Fully agree. hundred percent. And I think, I think anybody listening, you have a perfect kind of Petri dish if you're currently coaching and currently yeah. working with people, right? Test out new theories and they, they like you, they trust you and it's opportunities to test things without necessarily losing them forever. Mm -hmm. um, and it sounds like you guys have done a, a really, really good job of continuing the education, testing out your theories, and then figuring out a way ultimately to productize that beyond the mm -hmm. doors of your business. So mm -hmm. with that understanding, I think people are listening and they're like kind of grasping it a little bit, but then everyone and I would be included like, okay, that sounds awesome. Mm -hmm. but how the heck do you start? So I know yeah. you guys are at the end, but the beginning wasn't so long ago that you likely have forgotten how you did it. So maybe walk <laughs> us through, you know, kind of the idea to MVP, right? Sure. And like MVP to get yeah. people to subscribe and pay. And hopefully the next stage is, you know, paid beta, as I would put it, to 10K a month, right? And you're probably not there mm -hmm. yet because you just launched the other day, but you will be Halfway there very there. soon. You will be there very, very <laughs> soon. I know you will. Yeah. Uh, so maybe walk us kind of through those, those uh, kind of certain milestones to help people understand how to do this. Yeah. So the first, so a couple things, uh, businesses don't die because they're starving. Businesses die because of indigestion. What that means mm. is entrepreneurs have too many ideas that they're half baking and splitting their focus. So what we did, honestly, was I told Michael, we are two big idea people. We are throwing out like 50 ideas a second and none of them are taking because we're not totally in. Right. So for us, we said, we got to make this, we got to get skin in the game on this. We need to write an uncomfortable check whatever that means to whatever your budget is, everyone's different. We want to write the check to get in front of a really world-class marketer to look at mm. our business and tell us how to, how to create an offer around what we know, what our expertise is. That's the road we picked. Uh, we had too many ideas. I mean, we literally paid like over $10,000 for a one day meeting to mm. put it in perspective. It hurt right? Yeah. That's mm -hmm. coming out of savings. That's coming out of that, you know, rainy day fund I previously spoke about. So now we're paying attention. Now we really care. And that was really yeah. important for us. And we sat down and we went through, like he said, every idea that you guys have, what, you know, who do you want to train? And Michael and I were on the complete opposite ends of the spectrum. Interesting. I wanted to serve customers. He wanted to train trainers. So yeah. he was on team, team Spencer. Yes, he was. <laughs> And I was like, no, we, why, you know, we're so good at training people, you know, with end consumer. And he's like, it's too noisy. And it was echoing a lot of the advice that you had shared and other people, but I was hanging strong. Like, I don't want to reinvent the wheel. Right. And selfishly, I didn't want to do it because it was going to hit me. It was going to hit marketing. Like mm. queen of marketing is going to have to come in and establish a whole new credibility in a different sure. market. And I was a new mom and it was just a moment of, I don't think I, I, I have it. 
And so anyways, but we got third party validation that actually trained the trainers a much better strategy. And it's again, playing to Michael's passion. Yeah. If he's going to be the, the one, the, the face of that product, he needs to go where his heart is because that's the place where ingenuity and passion, people feel that. And so we pivoted with him. And then I was going to give birth to our second baby and we paused the entire project yeah. until I was out of maternity leave. And so we, we paused for six months. And the theory was it would give Michael six months to come up with his curriculum. Because we didn't know, like, what do you, how yeah. do you build a course? And yeah. that's the road we went was how to create a signature course that could eventually lead to a certifying of live event. That's okay. the role that we took. Um, and he sat there and was like, you know, we've been running an internship on how to train trainers and coaches and pull out their potential. But we, when you go to put it online with people that are already yeah. established professionals and already experts and already, for the most part, have an established reputation – we knew we needed more. And so Michael sat there and really battled imposter syndrome hardcore. Yeah. Like this guy has more expertise and credibility in our small town in fitness than anybody else. People cross the street to shake his hand. I'll brag on him because he's not here. Met pre like doctors write prescriptions to come here and work with him instead of physical therapists. And no it's insane, but yeah, it but even that, the truth is, all of us have imposter syndrome. Who are we? Why, you know, who do we think we are? Why would anyone listen to us? And so he had to work out those kinks in, in, interpersonally while I'm sitting there sleep deprived, postpartum depression with baby number oh, two. Gosh, I mean, yeah. that's just the truth. Of that's course. what we were in. And then it came time to write another check to this marketer. And so we sat there and we just said, okay, are we doing this? We're doing this. And we did. And we reiterated. And Michael wrote outline after outline, ran it past people he respected, got their feedback. Uh, we put together script after script. And we really continued to create like the outline that we felt we could launch. And the truth is the only way that two perfectionists like Michael and I launch anything is going to be with the true commitment that it won't be that course today won't be as good as it'll be in five years right. because we are a hundred percent committed to iterating and improving every single time. Right. So once we were like, look, it's good. It's good enough. We've consistently seen it produce results. People are loving this product. Let's throw it out there with the commitment that the voice of the customer always wins. And when they say that was confusing or when they say I need more of this, we will 100% commit to showing up and offering more value. Mm -hmm. And so that got us to feel good enough to launch. And I want to I want to pause right there because that's a lot to digest, which is great, great advice right now. So I want to recap a little bit of what I heard sure. and kind of pull out some things and maybe we can dive deeper for a moment. Um, so picking your audience, right? That's a big deal. Yeah. Um, and even within that, right, you you land on going towards the experts, the coaches, the the trainers, right? However you want to label them, and not to the bigger audience, right? But when I was talking mm -hmm. to Michael about this, right, and I think maybe you guys landed on this at least a little bit in your own minds, is that while the audience of coaches, trainers, coaches, trainers, experts is not as large, mm -hmm. they are in the habit of paying for things mm -hmm. and paying more for these things mm -hmm. rather than you know the regular athlete yeah. at home wanting a home workout has YouTube, has all these other things, right, that, that you're competing against um, mm -hmm. for free workouts or 999 or build your own workouts, whatever, right? So there's a lot of noise, as Michael said, and you're going to have to grow a massive budget uh, for marketing, for paid acquisition that cut through that noise, and they're not yeah. going to pay you that much in the end. So now your marketing budget needs to be even higher, right? Mm -hmm. So there's just a lot of effort there, whereas yes. in the coaching community, it's a pretty tight-knit community. Uh, there are organizing bodies, there are Facebook groups of these people, right? They're self-organizing. So if you can tap into it, maybe mm -hmm. word of mouth grows a little bit quicker. And obviously the uh, lifetime value of a customer is ultimately higher when, than a particular athlete who's just kind of changing apps day to day because they heard about something cool. Mm -hmm. um, so I want to I want to just anchor in that a little bit for anybody mm -hmm. listening. Like just think about these things as you're picking your audience. Um, yeah. And then after that, I think, the thing that really struck me, uh, because you've said it in kind of two different ways, right? You had a business coach or consultant, mm -hmm. um, which is a role that we at Coach Now play, and I, I'm playing very consistently. 
Um, mm-hmm. And then you pay, you wrote an uncomfortable sized check to get the skin in the game yeah. to get going. Um, so I think those yeah. are really important things to dive into as well um, or to really pay attention to. Because you got to, as an entrepreneur, you got to put something on the line. You can't mm-hmm. just. It's got to hurt. Yeah, it's got to hurt. I, I agree too. Because I think you can't be like, ah, do I build this website for $15 a month? Like if you're thinking at that level, then you should just stop right now because that's that's not you don't have the guts you don't have what it takes to build something like this um so with that understanding understanding the product you're going to deliver you guys grinded on it so let's talk about what happened recently and then we can go backwards if we need to but what happened recently is you pulled the trigger right you launched it so how the heck did you launch it how did you pre-launch then launch and how are you doing the follow-up Okay, so we picked the route that we wanted to, I personally still had that reservation around how am I going to market this using new online marketing strategies that I was uncomfortable with because I pretty much know local marketing, how do I pivot to online marketing? And so we went with that same uh, marketing expert who is awesome. And he basically helped us step-by-step put it together. So like, we need a new website. We need a new brand. Let's create those assets. Mm-hmm. New website means, Peyton, you're talking to an, and I'm the copywriter, so that's why they highlighted me. But, you know, Peyton, you're speaking to trainers. What's the psychology of a trainer and a coach? Like, where are the pain points? And really getting honed in on how you will be the guide for them, because if they want to build what you've built, you're a step or two ahead and you've got to get back, go back in your mind, remembering what it was like when you couldn't pay yourself, mm-hmm. remembering what it was like when you were busting your ass for 14 hours a day, thinking somehow, why did I trade a nine to five for this? What was the lie that I bought that this was going to be a better quality of life? And eventually it gets there, right? But back in the beginning, it's not there at all. And mm-hmm. you're feeling, you're second guessing yourself or the frustration that, it takes you so long to learn a skill set to allow you to play too many hats that are sustainable and you know it. Right. So just remembering all those things. And so we had to write the copy. We had to tailor the educational content. We actually bought a bunch of online courses in totally different related and unrelated industries and went through the material as our, ourselves in those evenings, uh, because we were like, gosh, what's, why is it that 9% of people who take online courses never like complete it? Excuse me, 9% complete it. The rest don't. So those numbers are awful. So we went through a course and we're like, wow, this takes a lot. Like what, what were these courses? What did they do delivering education remotely? What did they do that made it different? And we went, okay, it's stories. A lot of it was telling a compelling story, making a point, and no video can be longer than 10 minutes. Yep. Okay, back up. So we're like, okay, look, what do we ultimately want? And we storyboarded it out. We created, okay, like what are the absolutely, you have to know this to be able to deliver the promises we want to be able to make to you. Mm-hmm. We promise that with this course, you can do da 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 So then back up. Okay, if they want to be able to do that, what do they need to know? Great. And we st- put sticky notes on white papers like big pieces of paper and said, okay, for this module, everything that you can think of. And we just like dumped and we got all of our coaches pulled in who have been part of this recreating coaching process. And you know, what is this absolutely critical and pulled all the fluff out, like boil it down. This is it. And then each sticky note on there had to represent content that could be described in 10 minutes or less. So then we took that just to be really practical. We took that and we basically boiled it down into, you know, no long, no more than this many videos per module. No, no more than 11 modules total. This is what we can do. And then anything that was super hands-on and super uh, customizable to the person, we pulled that out and said, let's save that for the live event, which is our certifying experience. Like you want to get certified by us and become a movement master we need you on site to prove that you can apply this information. So we basically split the content out and we dove deep. And then I had to, I'm the copywriter. So then I wrote, Michael basically wrote, here's all the science and the actual meat of the subject that we need to communicate. And I looked at that and said, okay, what are the stories that create those points for people to create engagement? 
Because if you're going to sit there alone at 11 p.m. after exhausting day and try to get two or three videos under your belt to stay in tune with this certification, like you need to be entertained and you need to be like invested in the subject. And so we wrote it out and then we practiced and we reiterated. (laughs) And I mean, I wrote more than I've ever written in the last six months. But that's what we did to create the outline of the content. And I think there's a lot of important aspects there, right, of uh, of hacking other people's courses, right? I think we all learn yep. by borrowing or going, oh, well, I like that, I don't like that, right? Yep. So I think there's a lot of great advice there to um, dive deep into the industry specifically that you're trying to do, right? So you guys are, mm-hmm. are training movement professionals, but ultimately, what are you doing? You're, you're providing online classes, right? Online mm-hmm. learning, right? So there's a lot of people that do that great uh, in a really, yep. really big way. They make millions of dollars a year doing it. So there's a lot of opportunities to learn from that. And then how do you add your own spin to it? Hopefully, how do you make it somewhat personalized, build a relationship with them? Because I think a lot of people, in my opinion, don't complete the courses Mm -hmm. because the course is in such a siloed container that there's Mm -hmm. no actual interaction with the course creator or -hmm. the people taking the course. So most people do, I think, two of the three. I think the magic three is interacting with the creator itself because I see a lot of LMS uh, platforms out there where it's, Take the, take the course, go through the modules, then you can join the Facebook community, but the actual course creator is not even in there. It's just a bunch of people griping yeah. or ask, answering questions because they think they know what they're doing. But the reason we got involved in the course in the first place is for the experts, not yes. the other people taking the course. I mean, it's nice that you're there, but we don't care about you ultimately. We want the experts. Mm-hmm. So I think by bridging that gap between a live mm-hmm. event that everyone's kind of pushing towards and other interactions mm-hmm. in between, I mean, that's kind of the secret sauce, I think, but that's a lot of work. It's a hard, a hard thing yeah. to get up off the ground. And then, uh, from a business modeling standpoint, what was the biggest wake up call for me is that your first initial offer when you, they call offer stacking. So yeah. you come in with, um, an initial product, but you, that, all that right there, you're converting actual paying clients at like 40 to $50 each. Yeah. That's a low number. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a low number, but on the other hand, when you realize like you start adding up all of those costs, mm-hmm. you start going, we're almost breaking even on this initial product. So the real juice has to be like, this has to be good enough for people to take it, love it, love you, want more. Yep. And then you've got to be ready to give that in-person kind of VIP experience to help them feel like not you're not just blasting them with general information, right. but you're really helping them to find their own unique style and fit it to exactly how they want to use the information. Yeah, and I think within that, a lot of people get stuck. And, and you know, I talk to people about this all the time, and I've, we've even gotten stuck too, right? It's how you want scale, right? So you want this mm-hmm. evergreen opportunity where people can just sign up and go through things. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, like I said a minute ago, and what I see continually when we even talk to these big media companies, you know, the NBCs of the world, et cetera, they're all trying to figure out how to make content more personalized because they yeah. recognize that there's such so many options that unless you can customize it, personalize it in some way, you're going to lose your people to somebody that you can. Yeah. So I think for you guys, right, you have your initial offer and then, yes, it's like, how can we make this feel unique to you? There's mm-hmm. maybe not as much ultimate scale in that meaning mm-hmm. because it's not as automated, yeah. but I think your retention and your ability to, to sell more things, more offers, right, uh, yeah. probably goes out the roof because you're just going to keep these people around. Well, and our goal is to help transform the industry. Yeah. We can only do that one person at a time. Yeah. And the best part about going after coaches and trainers is that they influence their crew. So your actual influence grows exponentially and so to us it's yeah i mean i'm the driver on revenue i want to do a million dollars this year in this online product like there's no doubt about it that's my goal but at the end of the day i'll sacrifice that for quality experience and there's no chance coming out the gate we're going to be as good as we want to be ever we're super comfortable with that. We're actually really comfortable at sucking and iterating. Yeah. And so thankfully what we consider sucking, I don't believe has been described in that way in the marketplace, <laughs> sure. Sure. but to us, it's still, we still have super high standards about that. And we really want to blow people away. 
So yeah, Michael's been every person that buys. He's on the phone calling them, talking to them, Good. making sure that, that it's the right fit, that they're getting what they want out of it. And we're learning from every person, like what are the results that they're hoping to get from this? So that at the end of the course, we survey them again to say, did you get what you wanted? Yeah. And if you didn't, and you somehow got sold down the river on some crazy, cool, paid-in marketing spiel, yeah. then we need to come back to that, and we need to get it right. Yeah. And I even had somebody emailing me saying, hey, can I get these bonuses from the webinar? But they didn't attend the webinar. These are mm. attendee bonuses. Like, that's the hook, right? Yeah, yeah. But I realized, I'm like, I don't want someone to engage with our brand and feel like they didn't get value ever. Sure. So I sent him a bunch of bonuses. <laughs> I know. It's, it's really hard to be so firm. And, 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 and ultimately, I think in digital marketing, it's even harder to say, well, there's only, there's only two seats left. Or there's only yeah. one more ebook. It's like we all know that shit. There's there's infinite <laughs> ebooks. It doesn't matter. Like it's yeah. all there. Um, so it's it's always a tricky balance of of kind of playing up that scarcity yeah. versus giving people a lot, right? Giving them what you feel like you want to. Plus, I think our ideal client are skeptics. Straight up, yeah. they're the people that sit there and call your bluff, yeah. sit back, arms crossed, and want to watch and see if you really actually know what you're talking about. Yeah. That's who I want on my team. So, and yeah. that's Michael. It's basically like, how do we get someone like a Michael out there saying, I believe in that. I want to attach to that methodology. I want to be part of a larger community that's kicking ass. But yeah. they need to see it and to build a trust online with this total skeptic. That's hard work. And so yeah. somebody else also said, like, from a marketing perspective, this might be valuable, too, is, like, don't – there's so much uh, protection, I think, we all come around. Like, what do we give away for free and what's paid content? Yeah. And someone told me this, and I loved this. I, we completely aligned to this, which is give everything away for free. Mm. Randomly in snippets and little nuggets of truth. But what people pay for is tying it up in a bow and giving them a progressive yeah. step and a sequence to actually implementing it without them having to sit there and try to go through all your YouTube videos or all your Facebook group videos and try to connect the dots. Yeah. Granted, if you're the kind of person that on a shoe, is on a shoestring and wants to be scrappy like that, you should be able to do that with the content and following the channels that we put out there. But if you're someone that's like all about saving time and, yeah. and getting from A to Z in the fastest possible way, you're going to start pay writing that check. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of value in curation, right? I think people pay yeah. for that. I, I think even people that aren't actually the creators of content, I think Tim Ferriss is actually a good example of this. I mean, yes, he has written some books, but if you look at all of his books, it's mostly quotes and stories from other people that he knows and talks about. Mm -hmm. um, but he's yeah. just really good at putting that in a compelling container, whether it's through the podcast or books. Yeah. Um, what you guys are doing is creating the content and curating it. Um, mm -hmm. But you're right. I think the more you put out there, the more people uh, will trust you and, and get to know your messaging. Mm -hmm. I, I know in the golf space in particular, in the early days of Edufy, and which is now Coach Now, but in the early days, a lot of coaches were like, well, you know, what if people can see my my stuff or like I, mm -hmm. I want it all locked down and I, it's all IP? I'm going one, you're you're not that smart. Like you have you're not you haven't reinvented <laughs> the whole world of golf in this one in this one thing that you're doing. But look at the people who have the biggest businesses in in the mm -hmm. golf space. It's someone like David Ledbetter who was like the the original kind of private coach. He's the one that actually helped us all make money in coaching, I believe. Um, but what he would do is he'd write books, he would uh, do articles, <laughs> he'd do videos, he'd put everything out for free. And then as a consumer, you're like, wow, if he's putting all this stuff out for free, imagine what I could get mm -hmm. if I actually paid him, mm -hmm. right? What is he yeah. keeping like in the vault? He's so good, right? And usually it's just the same stuff, but he delivers it kind of in a more personalized manner. And that's what you pay for. Uh, yeah. And then there's this abundance versus scarcity mindset stuff sure. that plays into that imposter syndrome, which is like, gosh, somebody else is saying it. Yeah. But right. that somebody else connects to a different demographic than you right. tells stories that appeals to a different type of person than you doesn't have your life experience, right. your life experience and the way you tell it makes you unique every time. And don't underestimate the power of that. I like that. I like that a lot. And so, so that's what Michael ultimately leaned on to say, okay, I'm going to go for it. Because the guys that and women that he's going to connect to are going to be so different than the people out there doing it different. Yeah, and I think when we when we launched our platform back in the day, that was part of it too, is we're, 
there, I, I'm going to quote a coach. I didn't say this, but I'm going to quote a coach that I thought said it perfectly back in the day was like, oh, yeah, your platform's not for those shithead coaches. Your, your, <laughs> your platform's for the coaches that actually care. They want to have accountability. Yeah. They want to build a business. It's not for the guy quick giving quick tips who's a piece of shit. Like, he was very specific, and I said, you know what? You're right. I'm not going to maybe write that exact phrase on the website, but you, I totally agree that our platform is going to attract the dedicated, passionate person not the yeah. casual coach, right? And that's why it's yeah. a, a paid service. It's not for free because it's for the person that's really running their business. So with you guys, yes, it's look at model, look at Michael as your model. In our business, Spencer was the model. It's mm-hmm. like, just find a bunch of people like you. And yeah. there's got to be more than a few out there, at least in the, in the coaching and training space for sure. Well, if you want to niche it down, you're going to find somebody that's one or two steps, like you said, behind you. Mm-hmm. But they're like you. They want what you have. People look at this space and they go, wow, like that's my dream facility. Yeah. And Michael even looked at me a year ago and said, I have everything I ever dreamed for. Mm. And that actually scared me because, of course, I'm the driving, like high ambition (laughs) one of the two of us for sure. And I was like, whoa, we need to get a bigger dream then. And we did. And it was like, okay, let's find that next dream and attach to that. And now it's like making an impact in the industry. So. And I see. I think you've talked us really clearly through the creation of everything. Uh, we mm-hmm. have a few more minutes here left on this conversation. Yeah. Let's maybe spend like two or three on the launch factor itself, which I believe you guys did through a webinar, right? You, the whole yes. push was to get people to a webinar. You wanted them to buy on the webinar, I'm assuming, not like, hey, yes. go buy later. So maybe walk us through kind of the, the mechanisms that you use to actually get to convert people on the webinar. Sure. Yeah, because 40% is crazy. We yeah. Like a good webinar conversion rate is 2 to 4%, which when mm-hmm. I first heard that, I was like, what? Yeah. How is that good? So we did really well. Obviously, we have to continue to repeat that yep. and move forward with it. But the way that we did, and this was very uncomfortable. I'm going to be completely transparent with you. The way to sell online is not the way that either of us wanted to sell. Mm-hmm. Just straight up because everybody online wants shredded abs in six minutes. Right. They want doubling their business in two days. They want magic pill, magic pill, magic pill, magic pill. And when we came out the gates, we're like, we're not going to be those schmucks. Right. And basically, <laughs> the marketing group showed us example after example about the, this truth. you got to sell people what they want and give them what they need. Mm-hmm. And they'll love you forever. I like that. But they, but when you show up saying you need this, and they don't know that they need that, it doesn't matter. It's like you're throwing a life vest out to someone drowning, but they don't know they're drowning. Mm. It's literally wasted effort. Okay. So if you're going to go into this amount of effort to cr- build out your course, you need it to land. And so we come out the gate talking about literally how Michael drives a Tesla, how we own a home downtown San Luis Obispo, how he, we have this amazing lifestyle design. We have freedom. We have ability to make money in our sleep. We never talk about that stuff because we don't love people that talk about stuff like that. We kind of no. just go, you know, you're not a big deal. Why are you bragging about yourself? Right. But at the end of the day, like, how do you cut through the noise? People have to look at you and say, I want that. So this webinar walks everyone through Michael's entire hero's journey, if you will, Mm. like how he failed, what he had to go through, the walls that he hit, you know, face on, how he broke through those, what he's been able to create and what he's going to offer you today. And the webinar is stacked like that so that you create belief, you create connection through Michael's story. You start to go, I like this guy. You start to go, ooh, he has some things that I want. Like he can command his time. He has a nice car. He makes a lot of good money. You know, stuff that we don't like to talk about. We got uncomfortable and we threw it out there and it worked. And it's like, so you know. what kind of you assets wanna... did you use within the webinar? Were yeah. there videos interspliced or photos or just Michael laying it down like you and I it's are It's right not, not even video. It's a little bit in the video to prove to people that it's live and it's okay. not a joke because there's some credibility. People like say it's live and it's totally oh, scripted. lots of people do that, yeah. Yeah. And then we throw it into a slideshow and the slideshow okay. flies in all these images and, um, and text to kind of keep you engaged through is 105 it. slides. It is not small. And how long was it? It's an exactly an hour. And then we have yeah. Q&A for 20 minutes. That's but the a long key time part to keep someone's is, attention. So you got to yes, make it good. Yes, it is. Yeah. And you have to throw out attendee bonuses. So like if you just show up, this is what we're going to give you. And it's worth hundreds and hundreds of dollars. And you can rock and roll and use it to create wealth. Yep. Or at least value in your business. Then if they stay to the end and they buy, then they get – 
um, you know, these extra bonuses and they're thousands of dollars. Like Michael argued with this marketer. Like I am not going to teach people how to do a complete recovery restoration program with two tools for free. <laughs> in his mind, he's like, I'm not giving that away. We make like $70,000 a year on that one thing. Mm. Why would I give it away in this webinar? And it was like, do you want to make impact? Because people don't know you from anybody else. Right. Like you need to show that you guys are legit and you need to throw down and give actual value. And so yeah. we, we got on board with that eventually. But, but this whole rolling out the marketing has been one uncomfortable realization after another. And we followed this advice and it's been working. But we're so uncomfortable with how it, yeah. how it started because we felt sh like schmarmy, like these little like, well, all, all <laughs> look coaches, at us. All coaches are in the business of helping people, right? That's why we yes. all get into it. Um, I struggle immensely with the exact same thing. Yeah. Always. Right. I'm not an inherent self promoter. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm always behind whatever brand I'm working with. And in this case, obviously the software that I, that I built, but it's a challenge. And I keep having people tell me the same thing, get out in front, do yeah. more, do this, do this. And I'm like, man, it's pushing up some growth edges for sure. I'll be doing yeah. more of that kind of following in your yeah. footsteps since you guys inspired me to even do more than I've been doing. Good. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Somebody told me this story and this bought me in a hundred percent. People are out there with like a $5 bill. They're going to spend that $5 bill mm -hmm. somewhere. Yeah. Who are they going to spend it with? I'm like, you know your heart. Your heart's to give value. Your heart's to take care of people. Your heart's to help. You need them to spend that. They need to spend that $5 with you, not somebody else that's working in a fake facility with a background behind yeah. them that shows a 13,000 square foot facility and right. it's not real. Yeah. Someone that's out there like talking about techniques that they've never even rolled out to a live client in their life. Yep. People that are faking testimonials, like they're all out there. Like how, how are they going to go spend those, that $5 with someone else? Right. No, they need to spend it with you and you need to do what it takes to get their attention so that you can help them. And I think that helped me to realize, you know, that's true. We all click on like clickbait titles because we ultimately have some driving influences of our behavior. But at the end of the day, we need actual tools, actual strategies yeah. that really do work. And so it's, it's again, going after what they, telling them what they want, giving them what they need. I mean, I mean, for me, I am so pumped just even listening to this. Cause I've, I've been on this journey kind of the background with you guys for so long. Yeah. I'm so excited. And it's getting me super pumped about some of the things I'm working on. Um, cool. so I think with the last few minutes here, um, normally we'd kind of dive all the way back in to kind of give some, from some advice. And if you're just beginning, but I think we covered the journey yeah. of how to put this together really, really well. So I think the last thing that would be probably the most appropriate because anybody listening to this, if you're not fired up by the end of this, hearing Payton's energy and all the specific kind of actionable things that you can do, then you're clearly not going to do anything. So that's okay. But hopefully you just enjoy the conversation. But if mm -hmm. you want to learn, I think if you want to learn true things, right? If you want to see a funnel in action, mm -hmm. they yeah. should just look at what you're doing. And yep. if you want to see a funnel in action and actually get involved and become, you know, a certified movement expert, and I know you guys have mm -hmm. a, your own language around that, but just for everybody here, if you want to improve your movement knowledge and how you can transfer that in your own life and to your athletes, where are people going to find you? Like, what, what do you want them to do? So if you want to check out our funnel, it starts at fitnesstrainersecretsplural.com. Okay. So fitnesstrainersecretsplural.com. Um, dot com. I like that. Yep. And so that's where we start. And, sure. uh, and the next, the last question you had was, um, just if they actually I mean they're going to get in the funnel, they're going to see it. So that gives yeah. them an opportunity to buy and, and join in with you. Um, so, but is there anything else as far as a call to action, if they want to be a customer of yours, uh, through this, is that mm -hmm. the same, that's the same place they're going to go, I imagine, right? Yeah, you're going to go there. You can find us on at Gymnazo yeah, in all, pretty yeah. much all the platforms. And that's Jim, G-Y-M-N-A-Z-O. Perfect. And that's, that's where we're connecting and we're dropping in value and content. We have a free Facebook group. There's no payment involved. It's just called uh, Trainers Elevating the Fitness Industry. Okay. And that's where we're creating community and adding value. And once a week, we're going and answering questions and giving Again, just nuggets of good thoughts for people to kind of attach to and implement into their business. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And, I, and the last question I have for you, just to kind of clarify it in my own mind, 
yeah. if I'm going to go in and, and look at the movement side of things with you guys, is there a module now or is there a module coming in the future that helps me establish a brick and mortar if that's what I'm trying to do? If I'm trying to move out of just renting a space in a gym and building my own facility and my own kind of brand, is that something that you guys have or are going to help with? Yes, because that's my expertise is the yeah. business side of it. So we're Perfect. leading with we're leading with movement science and how to actually create a quality experience. Okay. And again, it's all brick and mortar model. Then my I'm layering that in with a higher ticket value piece, which would be how do I actually help you systematize, automate, Good. and just create routines around being a business owner so you can be freed up to do what you love in the beginning. All of this was started because of a passion. You will lose and burn out that passion if you get stuck in the weeds doing the stuff you yeah. hate. So I can help you do what I did with Michael, which is get out of that and help create the systems where you can hire to it and you don't and you can get back to what you love. And that that's exactly where I wanted to end because there's, I don't know, uh, Michael, I think, said something really funny, like there's cert whores out there, right? Like there's always people that love taking certification courses. <laughs> they, they get so many certs, they just, you know, they're plastic yeah. the walls with it. But all the certs I can think of don't really include the movement and the business element. So I'm really, really stoked that you guys will add the business element because so many of yeah. us need that extra help to understand yeah. the business and how to actually launch something. Um, yeah. So thank you for that. And yeah, so with that, we've wrapped it up. So thank you, Peyton, so much for your time. And I hope everybody enjoyed this. And, and please check them out at, at Gymnazo and then fitnesstrainersecrets.com, right? Yeah. Can I say one more thing yes, before please. we end? Sure. This also gets my buy-in. Every single one of us have knowledge that we're sitting on that the world will pay for. So every one of us has an expertise. And the knowledge industry, if you will, the self-educating industry yeah. is about $300 million a day in revenue. In three years, that'll be a billion dollars a day Love industry. Well, if you want to catch a serious wave and position yourself to build a life you want, you are sitting on knowledge that people will pay for. And it's 100% worthwhile exploring how you go about doing that. Because I think that at the end of the day is where we're headed. Uh, and it's a really exciting opportunity. It sure is. Well, we're going to follow the journey. I hope everybody checks you out and we'll do this again soon. So thanks, Peyton. Thanks, Spencer. All right. See ya. Bye. See ya. Hey there, Spencer here again with a quick reminder. If you like what you heard, please don't forget to review, share, and subscribe. It's our goal to make as big an impact on the coaching world as we can, and your support helps us do that in a big way. So again, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time.